0: Welcome back to Tears for Fears, where we get you over your fear of playing the tears contest on DraftKings. I'm your host, Megan Schaup, and you can follow me on Twitter at Megs08DFS, and I'm super excited to jump into week two. But before we do, a couple quick reminders. First, be sure to like this episode, subscribe to the Mayo Media Network, and I have to thank our sponsors at Run the Sims. Run the Sims is a brand new fantasy tool site that's going to be helping us make our tiers decisions all season long. In this episode, we're going to take a look back at week one and see what we did right and what we did wrong in tiers contest. We're also going to look at data from the big flea flicker contest to help us find some edges against the competition. And then, of course, we're going to go tier by tier for week two. So let's jump right into it. Before we look at my week one, let's take a look at the winning lineup. As you can see, this person did not worry about ownership in tiers 1-4, through four, but found some nice low owned plays in tiers 5-8. through eight. That is very key and something I'm going to keep reminding you guys about. So I broke even in week 1, and here's what went right. First of all, I faded Josh Allen and that was the correct call. Against that Steelers defense, even with 51 pass attempts, he didn't crack 300 yards and only had one touchdown. The other thing I did right was six of the eight players in the winning lineup were part of my core plays. The seventh player, Keenan Allen, was one of my GPP sprinkles. And if we're moving back to ownership in the winning lineup, yes, the players in the first four tiers are going to have ownership condensed because there's less plays. But you don't have to dig for low-owned players there. Look for those low-owned gems in tiers five through eight. I was very happy with my core play of Corey Davis at 7.3%. This is a strategy I want to keep hammering home all season. Worry about ownership more in the lower tiers. Finally, the ugly, and this one is easy. What in the world happened to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers offense? I honestly never saw this in the potential range of outcomes. But again, because I had strong core plays, even with horrible plays like this, I was able to break even this week. Now let's take a look at data from the large field flea flicker contest. This can be used to help us find edges against our competition. And we'll head over to Run the Sims and check out my weekly recap article, which will be up every Wednesday. First, in the top 100 lineups, look at the difference between sub-15% owned players in tiers 1 through 4 versus tiers 5 through 8. Again, I understand less players and more condensed ownership in tiers 1 through 4, but in the top 100 lineups, just 22 players were sub-15% owned in tiers 1 through 4, compared to 149 players in tiers 5 through 8. Again, I know I sound like a broken record, but focus on the ownership more in tiers 5 through 8 and look for the low-owned gems there. Next, let's look at the top three plays in each tier. In tier 2, two of the three are the dual threat workhorse running backs. But in tiers 3, 4, and 6 through 8, you'll notice the top score is a wide receiver, and two of the three top scorers were receivers. My thesis for this is that wide receivers naturally have a higher upside and potential ceiling. And that's what we're looking for in tiers. We don't care about safety and floor. So I'm always going to lean receivers heavily in tiers 3, 4, 6, 7, and 8 to chase that ceiling. Finally, let's look at what the field did in rostering running backs versus wide receivers in those tiers. When we look at the expected ownership based on the number of players in that position in each tier versus actual ownership in the Flea Flicker, we can see the differential. Now looking at the differential, in Tiers 3 through 7, the field leans towards receivers, but not by a wide margin, only 3 to 12%. And in Tier 8, running backs were selected slightly more. So based on my thesis that wide receivers have the potential for a much higher upside and ceiling, I'm going to go way overweight the differential and play mostly wide receivers in these tiers. Alright, now on to Tier 1. In Tier 1, we have Kyler Murray, Tom Brady, Dak Prescott, and Russell Wilson. What can I say? I love all four of these guys. All these quarterbacks are in the highest totals on the slate, and they all could be in potential shootouts. So I don't usually do this, but I'm not going to fade any of these guys. I'm just going to rotate through these four. But I think my favorite play is Kyler Murray. With the points he can add on the ground, it makes it so much easier for him to hit his ceiling. So I'm going to go ahead and put Kyler Murray in as our Tier 1 play. In Tier 2, we have Christian McCaffrey, DeAndre Hopkins, Nick Chubb, Dalvin Cook, and Alvin Kamara. In Tier 2, I'm always going to lean towards these dual threat workhorse running backs. So it's no surprise that in Tier 2, my core plays are Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, and Alvin Kamara. I will sprinkle in a little DeAndre Hopkins, and I'm fading Nick Chubb. Yes, he's in a perfect game script against the Texans, But I can't play a guy only getting a little over 50% of the running back snaps in this tier. So my favorite play in this tier is Christian McCaffrey. So let's put him in. In Tier 3, we have Darren Waller, Keenan Allen, DK Metcalf, Stefan Diggs, and Derrick Henry. Again, in this tier, I'm focusing on receivers. So my core plays are Keenan Allen, DK Metcalf, and Stephon Diggs. I'll get more into Allen in a minute, but with DK Metcalf, I really could see him being the guy this week in a potential shootout. And with Stephon Diggs, I see a huge bounce back opportunity against their division rival. I'm fading Darren Waller and Derrick Henry. For Waller, he's playing with a banged up offensive line coming east on a short week against a very tough Steelers defense. Even though Waller is a target monster, guys like Minka Fitzpatrick and Devin Bush from the Steelers could really hold him in check. And I'll rarely play running backs in this tier, but I also don't like the game script for Henry to have a ceiling game. So my favorite play is Keenan Allen. We saw what Chris Godwin and company did to that Cowboys defense, and this game has the highest total on the slate, and I love it to shoot out. So I'm putting Keenan Allen in tier three. In Tier 4, we have Amari Cooper, Tyler Lockett, C.D. Lamb, David Montgomery, and Calvin Ridley. And my core plays are Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, and Tyler Lockett. I could go on and on about how much I love the game environments for the Cowboys and Seahawks game, so this is a no-brainer for me. And I'm not going to play the running back. And until I see it from the Falcons and Calvin Ridley, I just can't invest here. Since I love the Cowboys game and it's the highest total on the slate, I really can't decide between Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb as to my favorite play in this tier. So let's go over to run The Sims and their rangefinder tool to help us make the decision. As you can see, I put both of them in, I calculated it, and Amari Cooper just slightly beats out CeeDee Lamb in the win rate. So I'll be putting in Amari Cooper as my favorite play in tier four. So let's head back over to run the sims to decide between Justin Herbert and Josh Allen for our favorite play in this tier. I put it in the rangefinder tool and as you can see, Josh Allen has the higher win rate. So he's our favorite play in this tier. If you want to look for a little ownership leverage, sprinkle in some Baker Mayfield. The Browns have one of the highest implied team totals. Yes, they do play at a slow pace and he may not get the passing volume. But what if most of the touchdowns do come through the air for the Browns? Mayfield will have next to no ownership in this tier. And I'm fading Jameis Winston coming off his monster five touchdown performance and Matt Stafford as well. I just don't think either is going to get the volume in these games to put up the ceiling performance. And they're going to be higher on than Mayfield. So for this tier, Let's put in Josh Allen. In Tier 6, we have Adam Thielen, Joe Mixon, Cooper Cup, Jonathan Taylor, Justin Jefferson, and Austin Eckler. And my core plays are Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and Cooper Cup. Thielen and Jefferson are playing in a very high total game against the Cardinals, so I love that game environment for them. And Cooper Cup ran 100% of the routes last week, and he's an absolute target monster. So, of course, he's one of the core plays, too. I will sprinkle in a little Austin Eckler. Yes, he's a running back, and I usually won't play RBs in these tiers, but he's in the best game environment on the slate, so exceptions can be made. He got four handoffs inside the 10 last week, and even though he wasn't targeted, he was running a lot of routes. I will fade the other running backs in Joe Mixon and Jonathan Taylor. And when I went over to run the Sims, the highest in the rangefinder win rate was Justin Jefferson. So Justin Jefferson is our tier six core play. In tier seven we have Debo Samuel, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Melvin Gordon, Miles Sanders, A.J. Brown, George Kittle, and Najee Harris. And for this tier I love Godwin, A.B., and A.J. Brown. They're all in high total games and those three are just my core plays. I'm going to sprinkle a little exposure to the 49ers guys with Kittle and Debo Samuel. You never know who's going to, it's going to be with the 49ers, but I will have some exposure there and I will have a little bit of Najee Harris. Yes, he burned us last week, but he did have a hundred percent of the running back snaps. So if the efficiency improves, I do think he'll be lower owned in this tier and I'm willing to take a couple shots. I'll be fading the other running backs in this tier with Melvin Gordon and Miles Sanders, and I'm just going to take Chris Godwin's 98% snap share, 14 targets, and a juicy matchup in the slot against the weak Falcons secondary. So Chris Godwin is my Tier 7 play. Finally, in Tier 8, we have Rob Gronkowski, Corey Davis, Jamar Chase, Brandon Cooks, Jarvis Landry, Devonta Smith, Damian Harris, and Marquez Calloway. Remember, again, these last tiers are the tiers that we're looking for those low-owned gems, the people that nobody's really talking about this week. I see one player that really could fit that profile with a potential ceiling game, and that's Brandon Cooks. Last week, he had five catches for 132 yards, and he's clearly the top wide receiver by a wide margin for the Texans, and they obviously should be in a pass-happy game script. The other core plays I like are Jamar Chase and Rob Gronkowski. Both look like alphas on their team, and I love the spot for both of them this week. I'll sprinkle in some Devonta Smith, and I'll have some Jarvis Landry for the same ownership reasons that I'll sprinkle in some Baker Mayfield in, in Tier 5. Even though last week I loved Corey Davis as my low-owned gem, this week I'm fading him against Belichick and company in what could be a very low-scoring game. And I'm also going to fade Damian Harris and Marquez Calloway. I'll leave tier 8 blank, but as you can see, I got access to a lot of my favorite games with the Cowboys Chargers and Arizona Vikings and, of course, the Bucks offense. I'll be mixing in the ownership in tiers 5 through 8 to make sure I'm getting access to some of those low-owned plays. So what do you think? Leave a comment as to your favorite core plays, fades, and game stacks for tiers this week. Thank you for joining me for this week's Tears for Fears. I really hope this helps your tears process. Be sure to check out our sponsors, Run the Sims. They're going to help you make tears and DFS decisions. And before you get out of here, be sure to like this episode. And of course, subscribe to the Mayo Media Network. Now, let's go make some money and I'll see you next week.